Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're going to be discussing the sixth and final film in this Resident Evil saga of this particular storyline, or multiple storylines, because each movie retcons the one before it. So we're going to talk about Resident Evil, the final chapter. This movie stars Mila Jovovich, Ian Glenn, Ali Larder, and Sean Roberts as Wesker. Uh, also, Ruby Rose is in this, and I forgot about that until she showed up in Raccoon City. So, she's in this. Um, and she gets killed by being chopped up by a fan. Spoiler alert. Uh, written and directed by Paul, Paul W.S. Anderson and was released on January 27th of two, 2017 in the United States. This movie had a budget of around $40 million and grossed over $300 million worldwide. Uh, The story ends where it all began, the hive underneath the ruins of Raccoon City, where Umbrella is gathering its forces for a final strike against the only remaining survivors, which kind of true, kind of not, because we only see what happens in Raccoon City, although they do allude to it happening in other places. Um, Because now now uh, umbrella wants to repopulate the earth and start over like in the garden of eden but they want to destroy the world with zombies instead of a flood it's weird weird yeah weird Uh, a couple of people were injured or killed in the making of this movie stunt woman olivia jackson was involved in a motorcycle crash during filming she was severely injured, and I don't want to go into all the gruesome details because uh, what I read actually talked about it. But she was induced, uh, medically induced for a coma for 17 days to perform all the surgery she required. Uh, Anderson almost left the project, and Jovovich apparently visited the hospital and brought her flowers. Uh, Jackson was initially offered $33,000 for her injuries, but she ended up suing the production company and won, but I don't know what that amount was. It was not listed. Um, Also, another crew member was actually killed while filming in South Africa when a Humvee was improperly secured. It slid off a rotating platform and crushed uh, crew member Ricardo Cornelius. He sadly died a few hours later after being rushed to hospital. And this movie was actually dedicated into his memory. A new actress playing the Red Queen as the original actress, Megan Carpentier, had outgrown the role. And this was played by Millie's and Paul W.S. Anderson's real-life daughter and her future film debut. So noticeably absent from this movie are a few people that premiered in Resident Evil Retribution. Uh, So Jill, gone. Ada Wong, gone. Leon S. Kennedy, gone. And Becky, who Alice so bravely fought and had her alien queen moment with in the last film, gone. So what happened? Did they live? Did they die? It's implied they died off screen during the Battle of the White House. Um, However, the novelization does go into more details in regards to this. Um, The actress who played Becky, uh, her Ariana engineer, actually didn't come back because the time span between this and the last film was five years. And uh, she outgrew the role. Uh, The actress who played Ada Wong, which is Bing Bing Lee, 
had other commitments. And unfortunately, Sienna Gileroy, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, just for some reason was not asked to come back, even though she was a fan favorite character. Uh, Allie Larder does return, as mentioned before, as Claire Redfield. Uh, she was last seen uh, in Afterlife and was absent completely from Retribution um, because apparently she was pregnant with a child at the time. So at the the novelization actually goes into some details in what regards in regards what happens to the characters at the Battle of Washington D.C. Uh, Ada, Leon, and Jill are all killed um, in the novelization. Uh, Jill being stabbed in the eye by Wesker's tentacle because spoiler alert: Wesker went from being good at the end to bad again. Because you know continuity doesn't make sense in this franchise. Yeah, because uh, like that's the main <laughs> thing that I thought was weird. How the, I mean, even they explained like that it was the same Wesker. How did he go from the White House to being in the hive right afterwards? Because it seems like it's heavily implied that everybody died, or at least that was at the White House thing. So Jill, I'm guessing Jill and Ada and all them died at the White House thing. And I don't know how Alice survived essentially but like everyone else survived and then Wesker went from uh washington dc to uh because and did they ever say like where uh reckon city is compared to like all the other states or cities um no they never really mention it there's a sign where it says it's like 430 some odd miles away or something like that from dc but they never say if it's like I always imagined that Raccoon City was kind of like in the mid, not the Midwest, but like kind of like Chicago type part of the country, like the center of the country, you know, in that area. But I could be mistaken. Um, But that's just always where I thought it was just, you know, from playing the games and the movies. But they never really say where it is geographically. Well, that's why um, I say like it would be kind of a tough thing for you to go from the White House all the way to like the where uh, because I mean they do a, like a time jump thing because at one point uh, she gets knocked out by a bunch of bikers and then she gets in a tank from Doctor Isaacs. She finds out that uh, it's like heavily like um, what's it called that they do, like, a thing where it's a religious connotation with this one. So, like, there's, like, a bunch of people that are in the tank. You find out afterwards that he's in the tank. So then she's like, oh, shit, so the other one was a clone. So, like, I mean... Well, everybody was a clone in this one. Yeah, yeah, everybody was a clone. Yeah. Everyone that worked yeah. for Umbrella was a clone. Well, all except um, for they explained that Whisker wasn't a clone. So it was kind of well, he's it was the just only weird, one. man. It was just weird. Um, well, he was the only one, but, you know, everybody else was. But it's like there's four people that died, but they weren't clones either. It's like, really? <laughs> it was a real easy way to explain stuff off. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, to let you know the fates of the rest of the characters, 
Aiden and Leon were eaten by a mutant and Becky was taken into hiding and was reunited with Alice at the end. Uh, apparently Claire and Chris were taken in separate helicopters, never to be seen again. And Kmart, who was only in five minutes of afterlife, apparently died on the boat. Um, this movie kind of retcons a bunch of stuff uh, besides it being Attack of the Clones Part 2 for Resident Evil. I don't know why that's their crutch and go-to for every movie in this franchise. But if you all remember in Resident Evil Apocalypse, it was Dr. Um, it was a... Uh, sorry. Dr. My, my brain oh, Resident Evil 2 uh, was Dr. Ashford, I think, right? Well, yeah, Dr. Uh, Dr. Marcus. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, yes. Yeah. And in this movie, it turns out it's Dr. Ashford. And then, um, you find out that, uh, Dr. Isaacs killed, um, Alicia, who's one of the owners of Umbrella's father, because he didn't want to do anything. He wanted to, you know, cause of the negative connotations of the T virus, because apparently there was an outbreak that predates raccoon city and it was designed to treat his daughter because she had the, I'm not, I know I wrote it down, but I can't find it. It's basically progeria. the disease, progeria yeah. instead of whatever uh, Marcus's daughter had, Angie. Um, so like, again, they go, it's like retribution was it's, it was a bioweapon that they sold to each country to, which is why it ended the ended the world as we know it. This one, it's because they wanted to recreate the world in their image. Uh, the first movie was that it all started because dude wanted to release the virus because he wanted to sell it, sell the remains of it. You release the virus to cover his, his escape and run off with the money with um, Alice Spence. And it's just, it, it makes, okay, no, I apologize. It, Josh, you were right. It is Dr. Ashford for Angie and Marcus for his daughter with progeria. That's what it was. So I flip-flopped them. I apologize, Josh. You were right. <laughs> it's all good. It happens. Uh, yeah, but like, there's no continuity. In Extinction, Dr. Isaac works under Albert Wesker, but in this movie, it's, He's the owner of the company, part owner, half owner of the company. It it makes no sense unless, unless I mean, you find out that Isaacs in Extinction wasn't the real Doctor Isaacs. The Isaacs we meet on the tank vehicle when Alice is captured by the bikers. That's a clone of Doctor Isaacs. We don't finally get to meet Doctor Isaacs until what the last thirty minutes of this movie, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a ton of plot holes in this movie, like Doctor Isaac's catching up to Alice to catch the vial of antivirus. Like, how did he? How did he beat her? Well, yeah, um, like uh, I mean, I I mentioned it. I think. Well, this is part two of recording yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we yeah we tried <laughs> we tried to uh, record this before, but there were technical difficulties, but. Um, in this version, I'll, I guess I'll repeat it, but, um, the beginning of the movie in previous movies, like they kind of tied them in, but this one, it was like, it started not right after the last one ended. So like in the, 
I think it was the last one, right? They ended on the ship, or the before the last one, they ended on the ship, and it started on the ship. Yeah, that was uh, in Afterlife, yeah. Yeah, yeah Afterlife Retribution. was like, yeah, good, yeah. And then yeah. Retribution to, like, the ending of Retribution to Final Chapter was, like, however many days later. Like, it showed, like, her getting out of, like, a section on out of the white house and then go uh, went right into it and it's kind of funny because i trashed retribution a lot and i actually think i'm like this one better than retribution which is funny just because like i don't know maybe it's because i was so happy that it fucking ended <laughs> well well yeah i mean from my standpoint i like the movie better too the just the crazy part from as a movie standpoint but if you go like 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 joe was saying from one to the next to the next to the next it's like each separate movie really kind of reset the one before it so it was they like do. it's like um so it was like and then the titles didn't match up. I've mentioned it in almost every podcast that this is the only one that really ties besides the first one. Because it, and really it was the final chapter in this reckoning because then they rebooted with Welcome to Raccoon City. But um, at least it was the final one, you know, unlike, you know, um, you could say what a nightmare on Elm street or Fr Friday the 13th when they would say the final chapter yeah. it was, definitely was not the final one. It's yeah. The funny thing was about Friday the 13th part four, it was supposed to be, but then it made a lot of money. So Paramount's like, cause back then Paramount owned it and they're like, no, nah, this can't be the final Friday. <laughs> and then Freddie's dead happened in 91. And then a new nightmare came out a few years later. So it's like, premature killing but at least this one for this continuity um was the final chapter so i have to give him credit for that i actually i remember bashing this a lot leading up to this one like thinking oh this one's gonna suck you're gonna think this one sucks the worst blah 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 but i'm gonna be honest with you i actually as crappy as this one is watching it this the, the before the review i was like okay i don't hate this one as much as i thought i did because when i first watched i was like oh fuck this movie like i don't hate it hate it but it's like it, i mean it's not nightfall but um but yeah, it's, you it's mention that in every fucking podcast it seems like <laughs> just because because, because that is that is the only movie i will say i hate i hate fucking nightfall so um this movie because after we especially after reading the novella of nightfall and what it's based on no nah, that that writer took a big giant shit on that story and he gets all the shit that he deserves for that uh running that story but anyway nightfall sucks this movie doesn't suck as bad as nightfall and the resident evil movies kind of are like a guilty pleasure type thing for me i like them even though they're not like the world-class cinema i mean i don't go to these thinking wow, what an Oscar caliber performance. I go here to shut my brain off for an hour and a half to two hours, eat popcorn, drink a soda, and enjoy myself. Well, and I, can, well I can tell you, like, with these, um, what was I going to say? The I can watch these movies and not fall asleep. Um, there are, have been ones on 
not only this podcast, but on others that we've done on the horror podcast and stuff like that, where I've actually fallen asleep watching them. So, um, this one, I could, this series of movies, I can say I haven't fallen asleep, but with this movie, there wasn't as much, you know, compared to the other Resident Evil ones, I would say there wasn't as much or as many cliche moments, I guess you could say, when they're trying, that might not be the right word, but it's the the standard stuff you see in these type of movies. There wasn't as much of that. Like, in the previous ones I've mentioned, like, w- which one was it where there was a lot of Matrix-y type shit? It, like. It- it, it was in, I think, and it was in all of them after, I don't think it was in too much an apocalypse. I think after but I think it was, was the main one. That, it was, but, it was, it was but, bad in Afterlife. There were, yeah, there was one that had even the rain from above shots. Oh, that was um, Afterlife. And, yeah, and so it was like the, there was slow motion. There was, uh, there was a ton of slow motion in whatever movie that one was. Was it Afterlife? And then yeah, it was Afterlife uh, because of the fight scene with yeah. the, the creature at the prison. <laughs> yeah, this one at least you could say the fight scenes were just standard fare, and you know they went the way that you would anticipate them. I mean, I remember we were talking about one of the other Resident Evil movies where the fight scene was just crazy because it was the other one Ali Larder was in where they had the fight scene with the two big ass dudes with the hammer and uh and that she was afterlife. she shot the one up she like slid under the one and shot up and it didn't do shit barely to the guy and then Alice takes one shot from about 50 feet away and blows the dude's head off and I was like okay that's that cliche stuff I'm talking about like it's like okay let's be more realistic with the way things really would go like from 50 feet away would be more realistic that the shot wouldn't do that. Now the one alley larder shot where she slid under the dude and shot almost point blank would have blew the dude's head off. It would have been the. Okay. You were discussing um, the slow-mo shot with Ali larder, Claire Redfield shooting the creep, the monster. I can't remember the name of the monster. Yeah, I, I know he's from Resident Evil. 5, I can't either. I was getting at the fact that it was more realistic that Ali Larder's shot would have blown the dude's head off versus Alice's. I think they should have let Alice's or not Alice. I think Claire should have gotten that kill, um, but they had to make Alice the hero because she's the main character. Yeah, that. Unlike yeah. you, still could have given Claire that. You could have given Claire that victory because at the end of the movie. Alice is going to be the one saving the final day and getting the final, final kill. So let Claire, because Claire's a badass in the games. Let Claire be a badass. People love Claire Redfield. She's one of the popular characters. I think that's... Let her... Well, sorry. I don't... I think that's one of the biggest mistakes they made in this. (laughs) The whole franchise, honestly, is having Alice as the the main... The lead, yeah. ...person. They could have had... Claire or Jill Valentine or whatever be the main person throughout all of these. And I think it may have, I mean, it resonated still because the movies all made a shit ton of money, but still, I think if it would, and I, we've talked about this in previous ones that I felt that if they tied more to the, more to the games than they actually already have, that it would do better. Um, 
And but you know, you say that, and, you, and I guess you said that the next one or Welcome to Raccoon City did, and it made the least. So maybe I'm just well. Wrong. I mean, they were. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. We'll go more into that whenever we uh, go yeah, into it. But like, yeah, talk- like uh, I watched that in the theaters too. So that's the funny thing. <laughs> I bought that movie and they did try to make it more like the games, but like Josh said, we'll just, dis- we'll discuss well, yeah, that. I wasn't talking it. about discussing it. I'm just no, no, tying like, it into the fact that that's my argument is that they make it more like the games. And if the last one was, and it didn't do as well, then maybe I'm not. Well, right. I mean, that's uh, what I'm I, saying. No, is like I, this no, shit with the, the whole story for final chapter was a bit wonky it's mostly because like well, I they added those finish uh, it like they try and try to bring it back to the first movie but you uh her having to go back to the hive to uh, send out this antivirus thing which they could have probably made just off of alice i'm pretty sure we talked about about that at one point during the yeah we one. talked we talked but, about that like, last yeah, well, so we talked about that last like, time. Oh, well, it's there, so you got to go all the way back there. So then uh, at one point, so, uh, the other Isaacs takes her practically almost the whole way until she gets out and, like, does a motorcycle thing where she cuts off her ha- his hand to try to use the bike because that's the, initially why they caught her was because they had it where it was, I guess, biometrically uh on there where like the the people from umbrella had their uh biometrics or something onto the thing so like if anybody else tried to steal it they couldn't it would shock them so and uh, so pretty much essentially it's just like the the whole reveal like at the end was kind of like dumb too it just seemed like they were trying to tie everything in with the red queen and her, and then the daughter of Miss Marcus, or Mr. Marcus, and all that stuff. Like, they were trying to, like, wrap all of that together. And I think that's why, I mean, like, it was it was dumb, but I knew it was going to be dumb anyway. <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, are you fucking for real now? Like, <laughs> what? I think the funniest part of the movie, though, and I you know was the antivirus the fact that when she got it's in this little tube and she throws it down and she breaks it and then everybody within like a however big this radius was just collapses like that's it okay well then she's on a bike heading towards i think manhattan i think it was and she's talking about how it's she's not done because the antivirus which is carried only by the wind will take years to reach all corners of the globe. But yet, in that millisecond that she drops that tube down, it reached everybody within the whole area the minute she dropped it. Especially knowing so that she like- thought that she was going to die. So, okay. So, Clone Alice bonded with, uh, what's it called? Uh, the T-Virus, and that's why she got like superpowers. Essentially, with, like, the same thing as, like, Wesker did, essentially. So then they were saying that she was possibly going to die if she, like, cracked that shit open because how she has the T-Virus in there. 
when it was like, okay, how can you lose that shit when you're still essentially human? You're like half the thing, you just don't get your superpowers anymore. And then they're like, oh, well, we had to test her to find out if she was going to do it or not. I mean, they proved it in six movies that she tried to take care of people. Like, she, they didn't need to prove to make sure that she was going to do the right thing. You know, she was already trying to do the right thing in all the other movies. <laughs> Those movies didn't happen, Josh. Remember, because they keep yeah, retconning. No, the what, what, what the, I don't get about the cure is this. Is this this movie? They have a cure. It's it's airborne. Whatever. But they already explained in Resident Evil Extinction that Alice's blood could be potentially used as a cure for the T-virus because she bonded with it and is resistant to its negative effects. That It's never mentioned again, nor does it seem to be connected to the airborne virus that we just mentioned to this film's plot, which is established to guarantee to kill anyone infected with the T-virus. This goes to what Josh just said about her having... She's been infected, so she technically still has the T-virus, but then they're like... Oh, it just killed the cells in your body that were the T-virus. You're fine. Yay! Clap, clap, clap. But yet, there's no none of the other infected had any human part of them remaining, so they just died? It makes yeah. no sense. Well, that's what like, I'm saying. They did a lot of uh, stupid shit in this movie. It's mostly because, okay, so... Literally, the the main reveal is like at one point they have uh, Wesker was like, "Oh, it's time to get rid of these people." So you thought that he was gonna get rid of like bosses or something or like bad guys to like kill people. Turns out that he uh, unthawed uh, the actual Doctor Isaacs that was like the original one that killed off Marcus and stuff like that, and then. Uh, the daughter of Miss Marcus that has the uh the, the problem where she looks like eighty when she looks like uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, like an eighty-year-old version of her type of thing, where she's in which is there. even stupider. That's where yeah. I said that this was that was dumb. They could they should have made that person a kid that looked like they were yeah. 80 they should have just Not- did the Red Queen. The person that played the Red Queen and just an older version of the Red Queen. Because, I mean, yeah, they, that's were exactly they were already saying that, like, they could only be alive for a certain amount of time. And that's the reason why, like, it happens. Like, they have a short life expectancy. Well, so- if you look at Progeria, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's those individuals that are little tiny. Like, you know, if you looked at my my kids, but they look they look all wrinkly and stuff. That's a, I mean, the, it's so that's what they should have done. If you're going to explain progeria, you're not going to, it's not going to be an older version of me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was, oh, that was the other stupid part besides the antivirus part to me. Yeah. Other, the, and the then, only, like, they were, they try to explain it. The other though, thing was just because they're like, in that she it, was a clone from them, too. I, I, I just thought it was kind of like ham fisted that they were like, Oh, well, she's got to be super important in a way. So let's just say that she was part of the Red Queen. So why was the Red Queen's like against her all the damn time? If that was the case in all the other movies, you know what I'm saying? 
or at well, least the ones actually... that they had Red Queen in, at least because I mean, like they only had like this one really where she was like telling her to go there and stuff like that. They actually, I guess they actually try to explain why she looks like Mila Jovovich because they state that they did cure it, but it came back. But they never explain the timetable from its the cure to oh, when, like it, when came it came back. back. Yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, and anything, maybe she would that's why. Like but... Or something, or, or like the way that, but or it's... in her 30s or something when it came back. But, but it still... still doesn't, still doesn't make sense. Like this, the, the plot holes in this movie well, like are what, enormous, that's and I that's say, like most of the movie. The only reason why I think I liked it more than the last one was because it was a story, complete story, where they were finishing it off. Like even the Isaac's thing, where he sits there and he's like, "You can't talk to until you're." Um, clones that they're a clone because otherwise they're gonna like uh their minds are gonna break pretty much so like okay that was the only part of the movie that made sense wesker they gave the powers of wesker to isaacs to make him the big bad and then punked out wesker by having him get his like leg chopped off in an elevator and he just well i couldn't tell i thought it was only one leg but i mean it could have been both legs but and then they gave him a detonator it, or whatever i think it was i think it was one yeah that's leg. what i thought i saw because it yeah. was only one leg so uh, and then eventually so the whole time they show like uh, it kind of reminded me like that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson just watched the movie The Equalizer at this part where like uh, if anybody doesn't know Equalizer was like a uh, old TV show where uh, but then they remade it into movies with uh, uh, Denzel Washington in it where like he would look at things and ha- figure out how fast it would be to kill certain members on a team. So eventually the equalizer was a badass movie. Yeah. The first one, well, both of them are good though, but like the first one, the, the, the first one. one was great. Yeah. The first one was great. Yeah. The second one was, was okay. Like, but I mean, still great. I'm like, definitely tell people to watch that one. The first one, at least, but like they did a section from that like in this movie where at one point Isaacs is there and she's like looking at the table on how to kill the dude. So it's showing like, which they never showed in first place in all the other movies that she could come up with this idea on like what type of weapon that you could kill uh, this dude with never introduced it in any other film. But then they did this because Isaacs could predict, and like for some reason, he has stuff where he could predict, like what moves somebody's gonna do to make him the big bad, and and whatever else. And the and the funny thing is, is that the big bad didn't even do anything. You know, like the that shit didn't go anywhere. This. They gave him this like prediction software, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna use this, this, and this. Oh, it's not gonna work." And then he sh- it shows it from his POV where he could kill her, and he doesn't. And 
Wesker gets fired, which is what allows the Red Queen to kill him because he's no longer she she killed like she's like she tries to kill these she kills these people in the first movie that were Umbrella employees, but now she can't harm them, and then. It makes no sense, but then they're like, "Hey, let's hide all the finding founding members of Umbrella, all the yeah, the important all people. Let's put the them in, like, in in cryo." cryo yeah. And then they're like, and then at the end of the second movie, they're like, "Let's let's nuke it." Okay, so you're gonna nuke the people that you're gonna repopulate the Earth. This movie franchise had no yeah, plan. And then the like, the funny was, thing was none. with the, Claire's boyfriend the doctor you could kind of like tell that he was like the mole the whole time because they kind of mentioned oh somebody's feeding raccoon or like umbrella information so obviously you got a mole and i'm like yep it's gonna be the doctor i could tell that shit like fucking from a mile away and then of course how she figures out who the mole is not by detective work Hey, you're the only one alive. I'm like, what? <laughs> plot convenience. <laughs> plot convenience. Oh, the zombies who don't care who works for who somehow manage not to kill you. You're obviously the mole. You know what I would have done? This is what I would have done to kind of throw, just kind of throw it to the wind to make it. I would have killed off the mole like halfway in the, in somewhere in the hive. I would have killed him off. And, then I would have just not told the audience who the mole was until until the point. Like I would have I would have already killed off the mole, and that way I, I guess it would have ruined the the beginning of the third act. I guess where he kind of points his gun at her, but it would have been funnier that way. I think no, no, it would have made no, more like, logical sense because he wasn't really a fighter; like he was a doctor. Dipshit that fucking died, like. Like, uh, I thought at died. first it was going to be Ruby Rose because they were having her survive and stuff. Like, it looked like she was surviving a lot with, like, uh, Mila Jovovich in there. And then she went into the fan. I was like, oh, well, that goes that goes yeah. with that idea. Mostly because they had She her, went like, to pieces. She saved her for a minute through the fan blades like at one point and then directly like five seconds later she got chucked into the fan anyway it's like why in the fuck did you show that she yeah. survived if you were just gonna chuck her back in she's they're like oh that, gotta go like, uh, you're, you're dead so stupid but like uh, thank god it was over like the, that's what I'm like just thank god that that was the last one and they didn't keep making them <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's so, like, I don't want to be, like, hateful, but, like, the first movie was really good. The second movie was really good as far as, like, you know, because at least the first two movies kind of follow closely together as far as, like, their continuity. But the movies just keep changing their backstory each sequel going forward. And and to this credit, at least this movie's like, yeah, it's it's the last one, at least in this storyline. And it's like, that's, that's good. But I'm also like, come It's like you, why, how could the Paul W.C. Anderson was the driving force behind most of these movies. Where was the continuity and the consistency with the, the plan? 
Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it just, just seemed like he just liked whatever movie that came out the the year before. And then he's like, let me try this shit. Or, like, he watched another movie and then he was like, you know what? Let's try this in the movie. That's pretty much it. <laughs> let's, let's do this. You know what? This This doesn't... This didn't work. Let's change it. I mean... Then, then you get to the point. Well, was each movie in a didn't con- a different continuity, besides the first two? Because those are the only two that really go back to back. And it just, I don't, I don't mean to be hate, a hater because I really don't hate this movie. I mean, it's a brainless fun watch. And I guess you know you, we kind of have to do like, you know, you kind of want to. We're you know technically we're we're reviewing this. We're talking about our thoughts. So you know, I try to going here with some analytical thinking when we talk about these movies and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're, we're shitting on this movie, but it, it's not the worst in the series. It's definitely That's not the I'm best saying. I in think the series. Retribution was my least favorite out of all. Well, not, actually, I should say, probably say, uh, yeah, it's probably like Retribution to me, then Afterlife, then Final Chapter, then Extinction, then Apocalypse, then... Uh, or actually, then the first movie, then Apocalypse. If I was gonna, I would rank say them. my. I would say Extinction is still my least favorite. Um, followed by Retribution, then probably this one, then Afterlife. Uh, not Afterlife, yeah, Afterlife. I kind of liked Afterlife because it was to me better than Extinction, but it still had a lot of shit in it. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it could have been way 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 better um i didn't i mean you don't really oh let's 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 poke fun at this the two people that they meet in the street they're like we're gonna go with you to the hive it's like okay we automatic okay so you're here just yeah. to die like, yeah. <laughs> like most of the people just, just seem like fodder to me like the like it was like funny that the it was once he called one of the dudes was like, I don't trust you. And then five seconds later, then he was like, sorry that I didn't trust you. Like after they like cleared up the, the umbrella fight or whatever, before they went to the hive. Well, if all the extras, sorry, huh? If, if all the extras seem like fodder, then I mean, even the main characters kind of were throughout the series. Cause I mean, there were only what two or three characters that made it through most of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, only two. Yeah. You uh, could Claire and Claire, Claire and Alex. Was the only one surviving, like that they talked yeah, about. Yeah, Claire and Alex. I mean, g- generally, I would say that they kind of showed that Jill and Kmart and all the other people that were at the very end of Retribution were pretty much dead. So. And then they kind of did something with Chris, but they explained like he was in an arc and like they sent him somewhere else so he could still be alive. So Claire and Chris were the only ones that were alive. Really? Yeah, the only two that make it at the end of the saga is Alice and Claire. And Claire was only in three well, of the movies. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they and... explain like Chris went to a different place in Umbrella... And that's why he didn't show up in any of the other movies. Then technically, I would think that he would still be alive. But, I mean, they never showed him again. So technically, if you count it, like anybody from the game, like probably Claire is the only one that survived. 
which is kind of sad, but. <sighs> but that's yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at, but. So we got Welcome to Rac- Raccoon City is the next one that we'll be talking about. Yeah, ra- well, yeah, ra- Welcome to Raccoon City. So we'll, I'll set this one up just a bit. I'm not going to go into thoughts. But like Jeremy said, you know, this one does kind of follow the games just a smidge more. It introduced, um, it does introduce Claire. Uh, so it's kind of basically they take Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 and combine them into one movie. And we'll discuss this more next time on that. What the good what and I, the bad. Why <laughs> the good and the bad of that. Um, there's some, I think, uh, not, not talking about like race swapping or anything, but I think they got some of the characters wrong as far as like how Jill's perceived and Leon's perceived. And we'll talk about that too. Um, nothing wrong with the actors that played them. They did the best what they could with the material, but, but they're nothing like their game counterparts. And again, we'll go into detail, but welcome to raccoon city is the latest installment. Well, no, I'm sorry. The show is technically the oh, latest man, installment I that came I'm out like, I just read this year, like, 2022 show. And God, it was God awful. And I couldn't watch the show. I watched it for 15 minutes. And I started well, I rooting for the zombies. So after the, that point, I was like, I I'm done. The first episode and then like five or 10 minutes of like the second episode. I was like, nah, it's mostly because I didn't even realize it. Like in the first episode, they go from future uh, one of Whiskers' kids to like past version. So, like, I didn't realize that they, I thought it was several different people. I didn't realize it was the fucking kids. So, it's like, so yeah, it's... they don't explain that well in the movie or like in the show. Like, they don't. And then uh, there's only like one good thing about it I could say is that Wesker has a shit ton of clones at one point. He, he does. This that the Bert. show is like that's hilarious. Let's go back to the let's go back to the uh let's go back to the clones because that's what yeah, the show like did. I, I was watching reviews on it. But I mean technically they only showed that Wesker had a shit ton of clones. But I mean and then it showed up like he showed up like Blade <laughs> where he tried to do like his pimp shit from like uh Resident Evil 4 or 5, the fight scene that they did, he kind of, like, recreated that a little bit by punching people out. But, like, pretty much, like, that's what I'm saying. That's, like, the only good thing out of the whole entire, like, season. And it makes sense that they didn't, like, renew it. And thank God they didn't because it was trash. <laughs> I tried to watch yeah, it. I, I really did. I and that's all. Really nope. <laughs> I did not try. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're you're better off knowing that you didn't watch it. Yeah, you're better off. I the, my, I will say this: watching what I watched the first episode, my favorite character is the rabbit, the rabbit Dude, that got I'm away. Telling you, like fucking, she jumps thirty <laughs> feet onto. Okay, so the end of the first episode is her jumping down thirty feet and landing on a fucking car and having no issues. Then she gets on another car on some random jackass that just drove up there, gets on the car, and then, like, escapes. Then the fucking first thing after the second episode is literally, like, uh, they stop, and he's like, get off the car. 
and then she gets off the car, and then he immediately dies afterwards. <laughs> like, literally seconds later. And it's like, that's what the current theme with her is. She meets somebody, they die, like, instantly afterwards. It was like, what is the point of that shit? I think someone pointed yeah, that out. Like, I think someone pointed that out in a review, and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> but I just – but that's all I'm really going to say about the show. We're not going to review it because I tried, and I just couldn't get into it. Uh, at least I could watch Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, I Nothing against any of the actors. I mean, I'm not going to shit on any of the actors in that movie because I I don't blame them for it. Um, but I do think there were some misca- uh, mischaracterizations would be better, not miscastings. But we'll talk about that next time on Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're going to finish it up. And then I'm open to suggestions after that. I can't remember what we we're talked about, about doing. Um, I know Superman, I, I think. Superman. Yeah, Superman 3 and 4 are going to be on there. And Superman 2, the Donner Cut, um, are going to be upcoming. Uh for for the sci-fi graveyard and so if if what i pitch what would what i tell you to like to resident evil should it rest in peace or let it die um i series is on a whole i don't they should have just never made it no i'm just kidding all except for the first two um, I, I keep on talking about that first two they should have made everything else fuck them <laughs> I mean, they could have made this a franchise, but if they kept it like the first two or at least something similar, I think it would have been better off. Um, I think Jeremy's right. I think each movie... I mean, okay, you want to start the first movie as its own thing where it's kind of like a prequel setting up the universe? I'm okay with that. Um, but the second movie should have been should have been the outbreak in the mansion and you introduce your core characters. The second could have been like Resident Evil Apocalypse, where it's kind of like two and three put together. But to Resident Evil's two and three being together, as far as the games, makes sense because Resident Evil three Nemesis, because the two game, and three takes at place at the same time. They happen at the same time. Um, Twenty four. It takes place during and af- a little bit after Claire and Leon escape. So it's basically the same couple of the same day is when that that game takes place. The same couple of days. So that makes sense. Make that story into one story because then you can have, um, you don't, you could have Jill doing her thing and then Claire and Leon doing their thing. And then, you know, if you want to break it off from there and do something else um, with the T virus, or in this case, it would then now be the G virus, then you could do that. Maybe you don't have to go the game route after the first two or three movies because like Resident Evil 4. The game has nothing to do with umbrellas. It's all about um, saving the president's daughter. And but I do think game the movies being based more on the games would have been a better a better choice. And we'll discuss why I didn't think that worked in Welcome to Raccoon City. So please stay tuned for all that. Also check out our other podcasts. We have Wrestling with the Willies. We have Morbid Instinct, and we also have Scream Creeps. Uh, Morbid Instincts is a true crime. Wrestling with the Willies is obvious. It's about porn. No, I'm just kidding. It's about it's about wrestling, <laughs> and it's about wrestling uh, mostly WWE. But I think they also discuss AEW, and of course, Screen Creeps is about horror films in general. 
Um, I don't know. Are you all going back to the thirtieth scariest movie? Well, the, the next one scary we, movie? we will, but we're gonna actually be doing Smile in the next one. Okay, I just saw that pop up on one of my streaming services. I've oh, been oh, thinking about checking the it out. Creepiest movie I've seen in a long time. Yep. Ooh, yep. I might have to watch it. Was it was way better than I expected. And, way better. And so definitely check those out, guys. Thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and keeping up with us. Sorry this one took so long, uh, especially with the technical difficulties. Plus, my we celebrated my anniversary in October, so that pushed things back. And But I'm hoping to do Welcome to Raccoon City sooner to get it out within the next couple weeks. Because the movie's only an hour. I think the movie's only an hour and a half. But definitely check out our other podcast. Check out our website. We're starting to do video game reviews. Um, we're also check out the YouTube channel. Jeremy does builds with dynamic diecasters. Um, he discussed moving his kids, kids things to the main channel. Uh, so that look forward to that. If you like Lego builds, and I think they 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 had a board game one. Yeah, we do so board that, game reviews those. and stuff on there too. But yeah, we do unboxings yeah. there as well, and we're probably going to be starting to oh, and unboxings. We're probably going to start doing uh, unboxings on TikTok too. So, and then we and then check out our TikTok. and then we Twitch uh, stream on Twitch. So, and that's all the heart of geek or Twitch is actually heart of geek. And, Everything and else is the heart of, of geek. Been, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, every and Friday, Instagram, and then like whatever we like if we decide to stream any other day usually. But the the main consistent time is Fridays usually. <clears throat> so yeah, definitely check it out again. Thank you all for uh, listening. Does anyone have any final thoughts on Sci-Fi Gr- or about Resident Evil? The final chapter? No? All right. Um, Watch them if you just want some fun. Don't look for any continuity. So that's going to piss a lot of people off. But for Sci-Fi Graveyard and for Jeremy and Josh, I want to wish you all a good night. As of recording this, it is the day before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. And we'll catch you all next time. Good night.